A special thanks to Noah for sponsoring this podcast episode. Use code BAGEL for a 7-day free trial, plus 37% off the annual subscription fee, and start listening to business articles from the world's leading publishers today. When I was very young, uh, yeah, we were poor as hell. And, um, but I don't remember, you know, that. Um, they tell stories now, but like as a kid, you don't really... Realize. You don't think about that stuff. I was on the fence for a long time about this car because I was like, man, can I really convince myself to buy a written off car? Like, is that where we're at? And yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> we uh, were. <laughs> we don't really have to monitor each other very much because mm -hmm. we both hate spending money. <laughs> it, it was a crazy situation. And like to this day, I cannot fathom how they made it through yeah. all that. Uh, I just wanted to rule the world as a child. Mm -hmm. I think every, every kid wants that, right? I just wanted to okay, you know, please be a rock star. Why does no one think what I think? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Plain Bagel. I'm your host, Richard Coffin. We're back with another Plain Podcast episode, our first in-person interview. Uh, and to celebrate kind of having our first special episode, I want to have on a very special guest, my wife. This is my wife, Kirsten, known Hi. as Mrs. Bagel by the Plain Bagel community. Uh, I wanted to kind of do something different and give a bit of a peek behind the curtain in terms of my own personal finance situation and our personal finance situation, given that we're married uh, with a kid and, and actually with a, with another kid on the way, yeah. <laughs> surprise, uh, we're having another baby. And, and I think um, we've lived through a number of different experiences that we can talk to when it comes to personal finance. And I think when it comes to finance in general, uh, even though I work in investments, we don't I, have it all figured out. No, and we don't have it all figured <laughs> out. But but even though I work in investments, I think you also have a lot of like things to say about finance and, and we've talked a lot about it. I think your financial literacy is, is like definitely above average. Yeah, I mean it's decent. And the, and that's before even you It and had I, nothing to do with me, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we'll talk to that a bit. But I think we have some stories to share about that, you know, both in terms of what worked for us and, and you know, obviously everyone's situation is very different. Naturally, not everyone has a YouTube channel, yeah. <laughs> so that obviously makes our situation very different. At the end of the day, too, a big part of it is uh, Kirsten's kind of being my guinea pig. We've already done this conversation a couple times <laughs> because of, I'm trying to test the new equipment, so Kirsten yeah. has graciously been my, my guinea pig for the... Making sure the camera's right, making sure yeah. the audio's right. Yeah, and... and so, if, I mean, leave a comment down below if you're like... Hey, if you're a camera person, yeah. I would love some input because that's been the biggest uh, yeah. issue. But anyway, regardless, uh, thank you for coming on my show and helping me in doing this a couple of times. <laughs> it's much appreciated. Uh, first question to kind of kick things off, because uh, I think it's appropriate, from... Oh, I should also mention, we took questions from the YouTube channel, so I didn't have to pretend I was asking my wife all these questions. I asked you guys what you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So the first question is from Johan or Johan, not 100% sure. Voss, I'm going to butcher a lot of names. I see a lot of finance questions, but I'm here just wondering, how did you meet? Do you so, um, yeah, we met uh, in grade nine math class. Yeah, we high went school, to high school baby. together. Um, and... Yeah, you sat either in front or of or behind me. I think it was behind in math class. And that's yeah. so adorable. That, <laughs> that's the I first remember. memory of me. It's yeah. the back of my head. <laughs> no, the like me turning around and like asking you questions about math. Yeah. I'm actually decently good at math, but I'm like, I don't know. I guess you, I felt the need to ask you questions. But um, you knew yeah. you knew your way to my heart was I guess. to make me talk about numbers and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fair. And we started dating in grade 10. 
Yeah. And uh, now we're married with a kid and a second one on the way. Yeah. A little bagel bite coming yeah. in October. <laughs> uh, second question from Dylan Moore. What was your financial education like growing up? What did you learn from your parents and what did you learn from school? How old were you when you started to take more of an interest in investing? Um, Why don't you start on that one? Sure. Like, uh, so I went to school for finance. Like I went to university for uh, my undergrad was in finance, took my CFA, CFP uh, and have those designations. So obviously I'm educated on that front, but yeah, you have the official education. I have the official education, but like the education you would take if you wanted a career in finance, yeah. when it comes to like high school and stuff, even in Canada, and, and I'm sure I know it's the same situation in the States. I'm not sure about other countries, but we do not learn a lot about finance mm-hmm. at all. Like I don't, I don't think I knew what a mutual fund was coming out of high school, which is ridiculous like, or an ETF or whatever, which is kind of crazy. We think of like how important that stuff is and kind of a, it's a bit of a failure of like the, the education mm-hmm. system in my opinion. But, um, so, so I, I learned formally from education, uh, education, uh, but in terms of money management and, and, and your part investing to a degree, we learned a lot from our parents and I think you yeah. especially, and again, nothing to do with me because, well, yeah. So we my, my parents have been in the finance and the business world for you know, as long as I can remember, not my entire life, but most of it. And so I, you know, those just financial conversations would come up as they were talking about, you know, this situation or that situation, or they'd like run through and like an example of like how, you know, if you save X amount, like my dad was always like, if you save X amount a month, like you could have this much money and like, 20 years you know so I definitely learned like that like delayed gratification that slow roll building early like there was no like you know starts like you know investing money and you're gonna get rich it was like yeah in like 30 years you're gonna have a good good spot yeah which is like which is (laughs) great like it's true Um, and I think that's I think that's the most like honest like it's it's the most on point way of like describing it like there are times when people can like really luck out and make it big on the stock market but yeah. i think for the most like for most of the population it's that slow build of well the re- like the reliable approach right and yeah. that, that's kind of it like yeah and it's the same thing with cryptos like any crazy thing that comes up and makes people a bunch of money like that works for some people and that's mm-hmm. great you know i'm no one hates to see like a a high school student or well, maybe some people do, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's fine that people make money that way. The, the more reliable approach for the average person is that slow grind and yeah. things like that. So like, I've always like had an idea, like because of my parents, like what an investment was, right. you know, how important it was to invest rather than just save, like save in, in the sense of putting it in a savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, knew about things like, life insurance and mortgages and that kind of thing. Um, And my mom always likes to tell this story. When I was younger, I had a paper route that didn't pay very much, but let's say it was six fifty or whatever, like a week to deliver papers. I told my mom one day, I was like, so I have a paper route and it's like six fifty. What if I got three other paper routes and hired four people to take 
my paper roots from me for $5 and then I could have a dollar 50 from each one and not do anything. And my mom was like, you can't do that. <laughs> just, just a pure capitalist yeah. through and through as a <laughs> yeah, child. Like, yeah. That was somehow what my brain absorbed. It was like, okay, cool. Like, but yeah, no, like financial education, basically like my parents, you know, we were made aware of things like financial products, really, like RESPs, RRSPs. Um, my dad's like deals with RRSPs quite a bit, I think. But more, more influential, I guess, was their ideal of, you know, don't spend your money, save mm. your money, like, you know, that kind of thing of frugality and, yeah. you know, where to get a good deal and how to get a good deal on certain things, groceries, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. my dad is one of those guys who like has a guy for everything who will like a friend a friend of his like that'll like him a favor or not something. not all of him a favor but like you know he's my dad like has a lot of people that he's friends with and so like it's like oh like you know if he ever needs like a plumber like he knows a plumber and that plumber is like a friend of his so like right, he's willing yeah, yeah. to do it you for know a good price or whatever. for a good price yeah, yeah. so like stuff like that like you know yeah. That probably saved them a lot of money alone over the yeah. years. Just well, so one thing I was going to say is is you picked up like a lot of money management habits from your parents too because yeah. uh and and you know not to speak too much to it but uh your parents kind of like had that struggle of of you know Yeah, kind of we going, were poor coming... as hell like when I was when <laughs> I, I was, was very say young. That, but... <laughs> when I was very young, uh yeah, we were poor as hell and, um but I don't remember, you know, that, um, they tell stories now, but like as a kid, you don't really, realize, you don't think about that stuff or you yeah. don't think about it, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so they had money troubles and so they've held on to this belief that, you know, all your money, <laughs> like you have to keep your money, right? Cause yeah. they're kind of living in this, like this state where they're, I don't know, like maybe they're afraid of like going back to that. So, but they're doing been very well savers. for them. Yeah. They're doing very well and for themselves now. And I think that part of it is that, is that they don't that just mentality. spend their money. They're still coupon like clipping and, and well, all, yeah, they don't coupon clip, but they definitely price match the flyers. My sure, dad's yeah. big into the flyers. So that's the thing is like, you have like a lot of exposure to financials or you had a lot of exposure to financial stuff growing yeah. up and both on the money side and, and even knowing about investing and stuff so even though yeah. I, I i work in investing like you kind of like i said you have that above average stuff yeah but i don't really have any formal education and, and the last part of the question is like interest in investing like i, I wouldn't say you necessarily are no like, overly so like interested i'm interested in, area, in making money via investing <laughs> but yeah, i'm not yeah. yeah like most people yeah which, like most yeah. people but i'm not interested in the nitty-gritty and the particulars and that kind of thing and that's just never interests me so richard honestly takes care of that because mm. if it if he wasn't my husband then it would be me handing my money to like, you know, a bank to invest in a mutual fund every month or whatever. So instead right. I give it to Richard and he does his thing with it. Yeah. So as for me, my parents had sort of a, a different area of, of, you know, experience with kind of stress, I guess I would call it. So I've mentioned before that uh, my dad worked for Nortel. Nortel was this big Canadian tech company that uh, kind of blew up and collapsed during the dot-com bubble. Uh, and we had a lot of money invested in that. So a lot of money was lost. Um, actually he's now getting a, a pension from Tiny that pension. we found out. So yeah. <laughs> like and years later, that's nice. Like that's one of the things that makes me sick when I think about stuff like that is that people stuff? losing yeah. their pensions because you assume that's I, like, 
I honestly think that a lot of people just don't think to save outside their pension or at least not save enough. Mm -hmm. And so that just like... To have that it, taken away, yeah. It gives me heart palpitations. Again, and it's <laughs> yeah. probably because of the way that I was raised. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. you always have a backup plan. Like you need to be bulletproof. Yeah. So so my parents are doing well, but but there was a, a moment there. And, and, and on my mom's... And they both come from like kind of a small area. My mom grew up with mm-hmm. not a lot of money with like nine siblings all together. And so they had... Uh, and, oh, and a single mother. <laughs> I meant to mention yeah. that. So, so they, had, they had a tough time on that front. So I haven't experienced anything like that directly, uh, but they definitely pass on kind of the frugality aspect yeah. of, um, you know, being very cautious with where you spend money, not being uh, overly frivolous with where mm-hmm. you spend stuff. Like, And that's something yeah. that we have very kind of in sync, I would say. Yeah. Is, your Your grandmother was widowed. Yes. Yeah. She wasn't well, like did. a single mother. I mean, like technically. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But like, yeah, my, you no, know, my grandfather keep, passed keep away. Keep your about... grandpa's name out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I like... see what you're saying. No, yeah, my, my grandfather <laughs> passed away uh, uh, yeah. early. Uh, yeah. Shortly after my mother was born uh, from a heart attack. I yeah. And from what I hear, he was a delightful man. So yeah. I have to defend him even here. Thank you. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. As I as I'm over here running his name through the mud, um, he actually owned a store, so that's how they supported this family, and then. And and their siblings too, like their siblings as well, like he. he oh uh, yeah, he he was in partnered with with his siblings, and I suppose when he passed away, the store was supposed to go, or at least his share of the store was supposed to go to my grandmother, um, who has now passed away as well, and something happened with the notary signing or yeah, something some shenanigans some on. shenanigans some some illegal stuff and she got nothing from the store was yeah. basically it and so not only did she become widowed she had nine kids to take care of with no discernible source of income yeah. like it, it was a crazy situation and like to this day i cannot fathom how they made it through yeah. all that like and, and a lot of it you know it was naturally tough and and you know to this day i think there's kind of implications of that stuff but they made it and and did well like there's doctors in that family now. They're yeah, people like who the, do everyone's very well for themselves. Like yeah. successful. Yeah, um, but yeah, so <laughs> I we've been very fortunate, us personally, I would say, in mm-hmm. terms of like what we've experienced. Yeah, well, I we think we come from f- people who have had yeah, like, very much hardships. Yeah. My my financial knowledge would I would say until you started your university would have probably been more than yours yeah probably um yeah. and then you surpassed that. me quite quickly um well i studied it yeah of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what happens when you study that in, naturally you yeah. know um but in terms of like what we were raised on like we similar you know frugality and saving and that kind of thing yeah um also i forgot i, I skipped this question but i think it's we should jump into it early from anonymous one four three two three four one do you guys both work in finance? What does Mrs. Bagel do? So Mrs. Bagel is in hospital administration. Right. So, so, so yeah, as we mentioned, you don't work in finance, but you still have that kind of. Yeah. Was that a community I've, joke where she's like, what even is hospital administration? Yay, hospital administration. Meant to ask that that was supposed to be the second question. Yeah. I dropped the ball there. So I'm in, I'm in hospital admin. That's, yeah. that's all there is to that. <laughs> uh, next question from little CD. How did your finances change after moving in together and or getting married? Looking forward to this video. Thank you. And and there were a few other questions about like how we manage our bank accounts yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But. 
Do you want to talk um, about? Sure. So I think it was like, <clears throat> it, for the most part, it was a steady creep of like slowly we... <laughs> I slowly got we, more yeah, and more control. He slowly <laughs> stole more and more of my money. No. Um, We've gone through a few iterations of, yeah, of like our system it's been it's been stages where yeah. we slowly combine initially we kept everything very separate um i think the only thing we did together like other than obvious like we paid rent like we paid 50 50 rent yeah. we've always done that no matter like how much you made how much i made mm-hmm. for groceries it didn't make sense for us to do 50 50 groceries so what we did was one week i'd pay one week he'd pay mm-hmm. Or like one trip, one trip, depending on how often we went. And then we eventually got to a point where, and this was like where we were, you know, basically knowing we were going to get married at some point. Yeah. Um, where we budgeted everything off of my income mm-hmm. and we both had career positions at this point. Yeah, we both had Basically around worth, the same income too. Yeah, pretty much the same income. Um, and we both had like, you know, we both had pretty big goals like we were saving for a house yeah we were very aggressive and and one we kind of touched on it earlier but we were always very aggressive with our savings based on kind of our our upbringings we rarely spent on on kind of frivolous things yeah we still have our 50 dollar ikea lack table like still (laughs) and we got that early (laughs) i don't know like 2016 2016 yeah a long time ago and, and so what we did was we lived off of my income and, yeah. and totally banked yours. Yeah. And a big part of that, like through being together, we always kept our rent very low. And, and like our first one bedroom apartment was um, like where we were, it was technically the second place we lived together. Yeah. It was a fairly cheap rent for Ottawa. Yeah. It, it, you know, I always... <laughs> it was aesthetically nice, but it wasn't perfect. It, like- it was an updated room or apartment in, in an old in a building. very old building that yeah. probably had very many problems yeah. and, and i i always bring up that this apartment had water problems like one thing was like our tub one day just started to keep running and it, yeah. like just hot water was just pouring out of that for like 48 hours yeah before um, they could get somebody in yeah and and then there's the water bulge mm-hmm. but yeah like wall. basically <laughs> because we had very like aggressive savings goals um we really didn't look for look at anything that was like luxury in terms of apartments because we knew that we wanted to buy a house as soon as we were you know financially able to Mm -hmm. do that and so we thought well you know we'll live in an apartment that's yeah it's not it doesn't have marble countertops and you Mm -hmm. know high ceilings but it you know it's Five hundred to six hundred dollars cheaper a month, which adds yeah. up. Yeah, and so and I, I will. And this was all pre YouTube, so yes, yeah. uh, YouTube has been a big contributor naturally, you yeah. know, with a half million subscriber count. But um, and and but I do want to say that even without, we, you know, we we talk about this stuff, and and this is our experience. Obviously, we're not blind to the fact that you know everyone's situation is different, mm-hmm. and I really you know. I, I, it really grinds my gears when I see people, you know, go and say like, oh, anyone can, you know, it's just as simple as, as not buying Starbucks every week, like, (laughs) or whatever, like that's not been our experience. Like, like we were very frugal in our regards, but we also had a good starting point. We worked, you know, we had that education, that experience Mm -hmm. and and a good community to do that within. Yes. Just kind of worth highlighting that because I can see people being like, Oh, like, you know, you just think it's so easy. It's like, no, we don't. Like, we, we totally recognize mm-hmm. the starting point we, we had. Yeah. Uh, but within that, I do think we did a good job, like, 
with our strategies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm proud of us. Yeah. You know? uh, so in terms of what we do now, so you're on maternity leave, yes. going back to work, but going to be back on it. Yeah, um, come October. So I kind of manage most everything now. Yeah. Bec- also because I have YouTube now, so there's kind of two incomes there's on There's an my additional end. income stream there. And, uh, like, it's, it's a lot of, like... Um, so I budget everything and, and I, I'm very, uh, I don't want to say thorough, but like I go through like the credit card and I categorize every expense. So <laughs> sounds a little compulsive, but I, yeah, I go well, through every just... line item. I, I categorize it to be like, oh, we spent this much on like going out. We spent this much on groceries, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so that's what we do now. And, and everything's combined. Like we have a bunch of different bank accounts. Um, next question is from hello world. I'm hello. looking forward to the episode. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, questions how do you balance between each other's needs and wants within your budgeting categories if applicable how do you encourage each other to stay on course in times of doubt or in stressful situations so we kind of addressed that a little bit yeah uh and you know we're fortunate that we haven't had like incredibly stressful situations like missing rent or anything like that you know those kind of crazy things um but whenever, like, there are times where things, like, in terms of budgeting, things have gotten tight. You know, we, for an example, we're doing some home renovations. Mm-hmm. We've been doing home renovations for a while now. Yeah. Um, and there are times where, you know, those, you have a couple bigger ticket items coming up at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's really the only ever, t- t- the only time I'll ever come forward and yeah. say, like, hey, like, just so you know, we have some big ticket items coming up. Let's, like, rein it in for a month or, yeah. or whatever, like, until the, the yeah. next for sure. And yeah, neither of us mind doing that. And yeah. and it's nice that you do approach me with that because otherwise, like, I wouldn't know, <laughs> you know, like, and it's well, one yeah, of those things I'm, too, yeah, managing it, where, yeah. you know, I, I want you to be able to say like, hey, like, because I want us to be doing well, you know, I don't want us to our just goals be are important scraping to both by. of us. Yeah. yeah. Like we want to make sure we're meeting our savings goals and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So we don't, we fortunately we don't really don't have, have a cut often. and dry savings goal yet. Like at this point, because mm-hmm. we're still kind of renovating, but we're saving some, like it's yeah. just not, it's not it's like not the 50% it used to be because it's not, when yeah. we were like early on, we had very low expenses. When you own a house, when you have a baby expenses Things get change. a bit higher, yeah. but my goal would be to get to a very high level again because yeah. it was nice. Like double income, yeah. no kids. Like, ooh, oh, that, that was, was, those were the days. Yeah. You saw if the we, if we r- knew how up. good we had it, yeah. like. Mind you, that's also no car. We were busting everywhere, like, which is also like a big expense jump yeah. up. And again, yeah. that lifestyle creep, it's very hard to go back. Do you want to <laughs> tell them about our back. car? Do you want to tell them about our car? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Our car is a pride point of mine yeah. as a value investor. Um, <laughs> So our first car we bought in that bedroom, one bedroom apartment in the building that had water problems, which I, I didn't, I kind of just mentioned the water bulge. I should probably explain that just briefly, but we, we had this part of the reason this, I, say, I think this apartment kind of sucked, even though it was great for us at the time. Uh, there was like this a pocket of water that would accumulate in our drywall <laughs> and yeah. I would drain it every now and then. When and we, we asked guests, them about it one time. When we had guests like, coming over. Yeah. I, I, and yeah, cause they had no idea where this water was, which is super like concerning. Super sus. Yeah. And, like if that was my building, that would stress yeah. me out. Anyway, regardless, that's just an aside. <laughs> I was like, I think I just said water bulge and never talked about it. Water um, bulge. our, our car, our car, um, is a 2012 Mazda three with a collision history uh, that was completely written off before we bought it. <laughs> and mm. so we, we needed a car because I was getting a job that was a bit further away and, and a lot longer to access via public transit. Yeah. 
we still like live we still live downtown and yeah I, we were still know, accessible but yeah it was just where my work was it was going to be an hour both ways basically right. to, to but transit. this car purchase was wholly richard's decision is, is what i'm trying to get across here. oh i see yeah you're trying to distance yourself i, yeah. I am not <laughs> i am not because i think our car was a very good choice in, in the long run but um what I'm saying is that like this was it was your car basically until we got married or we were common law it was your car because right. that was when we were keeping our things more yeah. separate and it was your car to get to work and yeah. you know that kind of and, thing. And I admittedly obsessed a little bit yeah. about buying a car. Like I did all my research. I learned all the models. Because I knew nothing about cars either but I, I learned. Your boy learned. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I found this Mazda 3 2012 Mazda great brand. And I test drove it. It was great. Drove actually much for the press price point, much better than any other car at that price point. Low mileage, all this stuff. But it had this collision history where an insurance company had written it off as a total wreck because it got into a car accident. And then uh, the people I bought it from had to fix it up. Uh, and then they kind of said to me and, and they showed me the evidence, I guess, that all they had to replace on this car was a bumper, a light and a hood. And they said there was no structural damage or anything like that. So I was on the fence for a long time about this car because I was like, man, can I really convince myself to buy a written off car? Like, is that where we're at? And yeah, yeah we were. Uh, we were. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, pre-YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it might have been Even still, like, I don't know. I, you anyway. might have still. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, it worked out great. <laughs> yeah. So I convinced myself. Uh, I had it brought into a mechanic before I bought it to test everything. Yeah. Uh, very thoroughly looked it over. Uh paid a, you know some money to have that done and it still drove better than other cars yeah. i had test driven and she's that was still, what sold she's me. still driving and she's still going she's yeah still she, driving. we're gonna drive her and and we can never we're sell gonna her run. because no one's gonna buy her from us yeah but, so but, we're gonna drive that one into the ground yeah but no that's yeah. it's uh, she's quirky she's got some quirks yeah she, but, she freezes uh, on the good. inside yeah in canadian winters we always have to scrape our windshield on the outside Inside for her as well, which is rare, <laughs> I, yeah. I think, anyway. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but we love her, and she's been great <laughs> to yeah. us. Um, what was the question? The question was, oh, uh, stressful stuff. I don't know how we got in the car. So, like, the stressful, like, so can you read the question fully again? Yeah. I'm looking forward to this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you now? Do you regret saying that? How do you balance between each other's needs and wants within your budgeting categories? How do yeah. you encourage each other to stay on course in doubt or in stressful so times? So balancing between needs and wants, like we don't really want any, like that's a thing. Like this is going to sound so sad, but like we don't really have a whole lot of wants. Like we uh, like to go out We like experiences. Eat. And, and we, we like, like seeing do, friends. But those are fairly low cost activities. You know, and we don't do them frequently. Like we're not doing, we you have know, a kid going now. out every, yeah, we have a pandemic kid, you know. It, yeah. We both hate spending money. <laughs> so <yeah>. like, <laughs> you know, there, there were times when I was spending a lot more money on things like makeup and stuff, but it never, like we always made sure, like I it was always made within sure. Reason, it like, was within reason. Yeah. Like it was never like thousands of dollars a month. Um, but you know, it was after we had had our rent paid, after I had put yeah. the money where we needed to put it to get it invested, that kind of thing. It was kind of all like that. Yeah, and extra. you should like, you know, obviously there are times where people need to, you know, buckle down and, and you know, save very aggressively. Yeah. But I, the more uh, sustainable approach to budgeting is giving yourself that leeway, right? And, and not just 
you know, there's always, like we mentioned earlier, like, you know, the thought of, oh, if you don't buy Starbucks, like that's how you're going to make it. Like, I, I think it's much more sustainable to give yourself an outlet, whether mm-hmm. it be Starbucks or something, and just managing what thing. that amount is, yeah, right? Yeah. And and maybe not doing five of those things, but but give yourself something. Yeah, you got to right? live your life. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things, like, we'll talk about it, I think, later, but... Um, that's one of the things that you have trouble with in particular, but like I, I have, I have no trouble once my obligations quote unquote are met, are met yeah. you know, um, taking some of that money and spending it on something, but I'm not, even then I'm not the type to spend hundreds or thousands yeah. of dollars at once because it just hurts my soul. Cause I've like, we've just always been savers. So yeah. Hey guys, just a quick pause to once again thank our sponsor, Noah, who offers a really awesome service. And if you are liking this podcast, you might really like what they have to offer. Noah is an app that professionally narrates and curates playlists of business articles from the likes of Bloomberg, The Economist, and Harvard Business Review. Not only letting you listen to thought-provoking pieces, but linking articles together on related subjects so that you get well-rounded coverage and multiple perspectives. In fact, they actually have a team of industry experts behind the service, and it really does show in the quality of their picks. So if you'd like to try them out, you can visit the link in the description or use coupon code BAGEL to get a 7-day free trial, plus 37% off the annual subscription fee. Thanks again, Noah. And now back to the episode. Next question is from Cracian or, or Cracian George. I'm not sure which one. Is it hard to live with a finance husband? Is it hard to be a finance husband? <laughs> which you can answer the first one. Um, no, it's, I don't think it's hard to live with a finance husband overall. Um, it's actually been super nice because it actually takes a lot of that thought about (laughs) the finance um like you know the day-to-day the nitty-gritty of where are we investing how are we investing is this a good place to invest you know that kind of thing out of my hands and I don't have to worry about it because I know that you're intelligent and you have the same goals as I do and you're gonna take care of us um and so that's a huge thing that I don't have to think about right and so I can spend more money, or more money. <laughs> and it comes out. Just kidding. <laughs> I can spend more mental energy on other things, right? right? So other things in our household. I would say the one thing <laughs> that is a bit of a sticking point for us is that it's it's hard to convince him to spend money. Like mm-hmm. when we make, like we've talked about when we make purchases that are, you know, let's say $200 or more when it's not for for me specifically i always want richard's opinion and even sometimes like if i'm like i'm gonna spend 200 dollars on clothes like i always just kind of like give him a little heads up that there's gonna be that bill on the credit card a mm-hmm. so he doesn't have a heart attack and think somebody stole a credit card when there's yeah, a bill from somewhere honestly that's like kind of the biggest reason i check credit card is is a paranoia that that i'm going to find identity an expense. and and the only times i think i ever go to you being like hey what's this is is if I don't recognize it, I'm like, yeah, what is this? Like, do you know, please like, tell me, you know what this is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And, and if she's like, yeah, I do. It's like, okay, good. Yeah. I can categorize for sure. it. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, wait, what is this? Like, yeah. did you spend money at this store? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess the only time is like, so this because is for stuff like, like big couches. Stuff. Yeah. And, like things and, that are thousands yeah, of dollars. I will admit that, that we, we needed couches in the sense that we had bought this house and, and, 
need to fill a space and yeah we bought Kirsten we bought a house and we didn't have anything to fill it, it. yeah because um, we moved from a from a apartment like yeah we moved from yeah. a it was a two bed so we had like enough to fill a guest room but we had like all this space and nothing yeah. to put in it so it was funny we looked very house poor for well we still do mm. for, <laughs> yeah but, we still have know. some ikea furniture to, to replace but um but yeah so with with the couch kirsten had looked for a while and then came forward and was like okay i found the couches and it was it was enough it wasn't like you know these weren't like couches with like their own engine to move yeah they weren't like they weren't like 10 plus thousand dollars each or anything but they weren't like 400 dollar ikea couch they were couch priced couches yeah they were like and yeah and i will say i was like oh like let's let's keep looking for like something cheaper like (laughs) like in my mind thinking we can go find a deal somewhere yeah because i think like because it's it's hard like both you, you gotta and remember I, I bought this mazda 3 with a collision history yeah. right <laughs> yeah and I both you and i have it. issues to some degree spending money on things because we're just like oh like it's just a thing you sit on like mm-hmm. we but i have no problem spending money on things that i deem to be worth spending money on mm-hmm. and over time furniture has become one of yeah. these things yeah. because I've seen how long we keep an Ikea $50 lat coffee table that I'm like, okay, if we buy a few hundred dollar coffee table, we're going to have it for six years, yeah. presumably, if yeah. not more. Um, so, so those durable goods, right? Yeah. Like that's the, yeah. And so it's those things where I don't mind spending money on. And I come to Richard and I like put my case forward as to why we should spend money on this thing. And the only, I should say, the only reason that I do that with him and, like, I feel like I'm, like, I've come up in my blazer and I'm, like, all right, here's If here's you the look points. to exhibit A. Here's yeah. the talking points. <laughs> yeah. Here's our crappy couch. Um, and here's the couch we could have. Um, and that sounds really bad. Like, I'm not having to be, like, arguing with him to spend the money going to the finance department the reality is the (laughs) the reality is is that i've already done that to myself and had this argument with that frugal part of myself Mm -hmm. um and deemed that it was worth spending money on and deciding you know this is a thing that i think is worth the x amount of dollars and 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 so now it's it's now it's getting past stage two which is i want your approval because it's our money. It's not my money. It's yeah. our money. And and keep in mind, this was like a like a forty five minute endeavor. Yeah, like, like it wasn't like from we were start to end. And at the end, <laughs> you you had me at the store looking at the couch like. Mm? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Don't worry, guys. I got the couches, <laughs> yeah, and they're lovely, the and they're worth it. They are, they are they are great couches. Yeah. But um. And actually, it's funny. Our friends bought the same one. That's true. Yeah, I forgot it. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the follow up, is it hard to be a finance husband? I would say no, not really like kind of in that same regard. Cause we're very aligned on that front, but, um, I will say I, it wasn't hard, but I do think before I had the channel, I, I probably drove you a little crazy sometimes. Cause I was super into, I still am really into investing in finance yes. and stuff, Yeah, it shows. but especially <laughs> when I was like early on. I didn't really have an, cause I worked in finance, but I didn't have clients and, and you know, this kind of stuff. I didn't have an outlet, <laughs> I guess yeah. for it. So Kirsten was, was my, uh, 
my t- you know i'd go to kirsten and be like oh my god like this happened in the markets today and like yeah. did you know about this and and, and yeah i think uh probably like you'd be like what oh someone says doing a stock split and i'm like what's a stock split like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna understand anything you say if you don't explain a stock split yeah. first so, so now, then it was like so, i was getting the plain bagel experience yeah. like before right unwillingly getting the the one-on-one and and i will say uh you know that makes it Kirsten's been incredibly supportive and and when we had that one bedroom apartment with the water bulge in the wall uh she let me tear down and set up a studio for half of our apartment space at a time where I was just starting a YouTube channel so you can, and it was hot in there too. It was. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's <laughs> about like, this apartment. Yeah. The lights. <laughs> get all the, the lights were hot. Everything and, was bad about that. And to shade yeah. our apartment further, this apartment was boiling. I don't oh, understand. All year long. Yeah. But it was so hot. Yeah. Canada has like negative thirty degree Celsius winters. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> and we would have the windows open in, in the winter. winter yeah. And we'd still be hot. And like no heat on our end. No, like, and our nothing, heat's off. Yeah. Like our heat, like it's turned off completely. Yeah. So there's some, so there's some funky was, stuff. Someone was living in the desert, either below us or above us or something. Yeah. And they were creating their own little microbiome yeah. of But But all whatever. that to say, in this crazy environment, Kirsten, let me, for a YouTube channel I was starting, you know, being like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Uh, she let me tear down and, and start filming videos in her apartment. And mm-hmm. and I did tidy up after every time. But yeah. just to say, she was supportive. Like, I make it sound like she hated when I talked to... Uh, it probably, you know, your oh, eyes probably yeah. glazed over a couple times. Yeah, there were some times very supportive it was a lot. Channel. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to paint you as, as someone who was like, oh my God, my, yeah. my husband... Who, and when really we were looking finance. for our house, that was that was a necess- that was a need, a place for your studio. Yeah. Well, at that point, and at that point, it was an income stream. Yeah, so of course. It, so it, it made. So I don't sense. know. You know, I don't know if I would have been able to argue it as much if if at that time it was still like. Oh, 100 you know, percent. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. It just That's would have nice. been whether it would have been in our budget. That's you know, true. At that yeah. Point. So, <laughs> yeah, true. So like. And whether yeah, financially, whether it made sense. Obviously, it makes sense when something's making money to to yeah. allocate. Yeah, for sure. Benjamin Leagard. I think. Uh, what has each of your biggest influences been on one another, personal and financial? And oh, oh, also, thanks for the great content, Richard. Thank you, Benjamin. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, like Aww. most people on this uh, podcast so far. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So um, personal changes, I guess you've, you've made me more of an extrovert. It may not come across it in this podcast, but I am very introverted. Definitely more of a homebody before I met you. Um, I think you've also made me more ambitious in the sense. Like, I've always wanted to do things with my life. Um, but Are you sure that was me? You were talking about your paper route earlier. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, Enterprising but, mind. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I just wanted to rule the world as a child. Mm. I think every every kid wants that, right? I, I just wanted to okay, you please know, be tell a rock star. Why does no one think what I think? <laughs> Why does no one think what I think? Um, financially, um, I wouldn't say there's a lot of influence that you've had on me. Yeah. And that's... I'll that's, be honest. Yeah, like, and that's I, totally fair because like, like we said, like you had a more financial upbringing than I did. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of, you know, being aware of... Like habit-wise, we were pretty similar. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually knowing stuff, yeah, that's... Yeah, like, I, I literally can't think of anything. Yeah. What a boring answer, but I just... I, I So, on my end, definitely on the finance side, and, and we kind of alluded to it, but um, 
it's kind of one thing that you've definitely influenced me with on the personal, you know, spending side of things is, yep. is that difference between cheap and quality or value, cheap and value. So the idea that, you know, just because you don't spend a lot of money on something doesn't mean you're getting value out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's that famous example of, you know, the difference between classes and, and why uh, people who are wealthy are, are able to actually save more money when they buy things like, you know, nice boots, for example. Yeah, there's that classic, like... Versus someone who can only afford the cheapest pair, but then the, that pair breaks after a year or two years and they have to keep spending money on these cheap pairs of boots. And I was kind of in that, you know, not for that reason, but I was the kind of person who would go and buy a cheap pair of boots, like the cheapest pair I could find that looked presently, you know, yeah, what like I wanted. You had, you had, I had tastes and you stuff. had tastes, <laughs> but, but I would find the cheapest thing of a lot of stuff as kind of exemplified with yeah. the car. But, um, and I think you've kind of, you know, reflected or one thing you've influenced me is kind of showing that difference of, you know, it's good to spend up a few in some cases it's good to spend a bit more money if you're getting in the long term that right inherently better like there With are those things... durable goods and that yeah. kind of stuff like it's been a big thing for sure um as for as for personal influence i think uh confidence is one thing that you've uh, really yeah you've been a big influence on in that regard like That's so nice. you know and and in, in a number of different ways like you know outside of just having a, a lovely wife uh, which, <laughs> uh outside of that being uh you know willing to to fend for yourself and certain yeah and stuff like, like that i like i don't want to put words in your mouth but i i feel like like i have your back and you have my back and that is like in itself like a big confidence booster because you yeah, know 100%. that that person's always going to be there you, yeah. for you yeah. you know and that kind of thing yeah uh next question from lay I'm getting married in September. Congratulations. Congrats. Questions. Do you have any advice to newlyweds regarding household finances? How to plan for your child's education? Thank you. Um, any advice? Being open is like honestly the biggest thing. And yeah. Because I think a big thing too is like we didn't date each other for our financial, you know, like likeness i guess like you don't usually learn that about someone until in some cases even at marriage you're, yeah. you're only learning that kind yeah, of stuff you so, find out someone's got like bills that are overdue stuff in the yeah, couch or something depending on like how open you were beforehand so i think For being sure. open is a, is a big thing um and uh, but also like keep in mind that finances are very common sore point for relationships so mm-hmm. if there is a, a problem there you know just because there is an issue doesn't mean that it's irreparable or whatever yeah yeah and, and that's so normal so normal. yeah and there's actually a lot of uh you know i always talk about if you need help get help and and certainly with relationship stuff like they're they're actually uh financial planners and stuff that focus on relationship aspects of money because it's such a huge part it's part therapist essentially in part yeah financial planning um so there are resources out there if, if you're at a point where, you know, it's, it's impacting your happiness or your financial stability, mm-hmm. but I think being open and finding a way to communicate with, to each other about finances, it's worked for us to have one person, like we kind of planned together, but over time we migrated towards me being in charge of budgeting and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's helpful to have one person at least doing the work, like the math and, you know, figuring out what you can afford, what you need to save and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if no one, neither of you are, are, have the knack for it, then there are people out there that you can reach out to help you with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
But like assuming being open is kind of the yeah thing because because you're getting married to this person, I can only assume that you trust them, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're like it it might work for you guys to do what Richard and I do, which is Richard handles everything. And I trust that he's got the numbers right. And he's not going to say like, Oh, we're in a tight spot. We need to save money if we don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and like that kind of thing and, and planning your goals together. You kind of touched on like plan together and decide what's important, what's not financially and what you want to spend money on, what we don't want to spend money on. And like, you know, that long game and short game, you know, yeah. where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in a year? Where do you yeah. want to be in 20 years? Um, next question is from Jack Duffley, friend of the channel, uh, another YouTuber. If you want to check him out, how do you both plan to address finances with your kid or kids? He knew, uh, would you plan on leaving them a sizable inheritance, paying for major expenses, etc.? Looking forward to the show. Um, so we've talked about that a lot. We definitely are going to talk about saving and investing and that kind of thing. But I think in terms of like, we're not going to tell them what to do with their money. I don't think like we haven't really, we haven't really run into that yet. Like Henry like, has, Henry has covered, small like, amounts of money from grandparents, <laughs> but yeah, like pay yourself first and all that. Like, I think we, I'd probably do like a crash course or of something. Course. But, yeah. We um, do, but you have to make it age appropriate, right? Like we'd yeah. encourage him to save his money. Like maybe we would say like, you know, I've heard people do like, with your birthday money, you can spend half and save half or right. whatever it is. So I, I actually, interestingly, I have a coworker uh, who did this really kind of fun thing where he bought his daughter's stock in Disney. And then whenever they go to a store and like if they buy Disney, like a um, an Elsa doll or something, they'll be like, <laughs> did you know you own part of that company and that revenue is going like, and, and I think that's kind of a, that's a cool cute. idea. Yeah, and, we should and I think, think about... I might buy like Henry, like a little chunk of... Bye. Buying Something. Tesla, can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and in terms of like major expenses and, and inheritance, we've talked about that too. And, and kind of the short answer is no. Like obviously no one wants to leave their kid like, you know, in a Financially bad spot. destitute, yeah. And you know, there are situations where like, whether it be they got themselves in a bad spot or just medical expenses or whatever that someone yeah. needs help. And obviously we would want yeah. to help if we could. But like... We, we did a lot of like we had a lot of help in, in many ways yeah. with education and stuff. Yeah. And, and I think education we would want to support, especially in yes. Canada. We have like the RESP, which is an account that if you put money into grant money is from the to, government, from the government enters the account as well. So it's kind of a, not necessarily matched, but you get free money essentially to help. So it makes sense to help pay for your kid's education. Yeah. Um, so education, yes. Yes, we definitely, we definitely would support him in but some in, way. I don't know if we'd outright pay for it, yeah. or if we just like say we'd help him with his loans after the fact. Yeah, and, and outside of because we had that starting point, mind you, but outside of that, we like wedding, house, car, we did most, of, like, yeah, all of it ourselves. Like, yeah, and again, again, recognizing that we had a good starting that we did point. have, we did have a leg up, and, you know, and, yeah. like, but um, so, and I think you've kind of talked about it before like the idea that we get a lot of pride out of that and, yeah. and we never look to our parents like why why didn't you help me buy this house yeah <laughs> like, like would it have been nice that my parents or your parents would have thrown us a few a few tens Throw us a, bone. a few tens of thousands <laughs> of dollars yes but at the same time now we look at our house and we say like this is ours and we did this ourselves yeah, we through built our it, yeah. savings through 
you know, all the renovations we've done, that's through us. Like, you know, maybe that doesn't matter to some people. And if, and if it doesn't, then like all the power to you, like, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, I don't know, selfishly, it's like, I want to do it myself, you know? And, and we, you know, you learn to be sufficient through that kind of approach where you're not expecting and kind of on the note of inheritance like one of the worst things you can do from a financial planning standpoint and something you professionals would advise you is never to rely on an inheritance never to expect one and unless it's in your name or in a trust in your name where it's legally going to be yours you should not plan around it yeah you should not avoid saving because you're just going to have this windfall it's a bad idea you never know what's going to happen and until it's it's in your bank account it's not yours and anything can happen your your parents could have a medical expense that eats it all up they could your relationship could deteriorate they could want to buy a boat i don't know (laughs) they might want to buy a boat you know what my kids are doing fine let me buy a boat they might think you're doing fine and they might think you don't need it so it's and so we don't plan to we absolutely don't. We're not going to set aside money specifically for an inheritance as it stands point, now. Yeah. If we like won, won the lottery or like something yeah, like that, kind of then we would <laughs> probably think about it um, more seriously. But at this our goal point, is retirement. Yeah, we want to we want to be comfortable yeah. in retirement and we want to be able to live our lives the way that we want in retirement. And whatever's left over will be divided between Henry and whatever this baby. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we've talked about that quite a bit actually. But um, but he will be getting he will be getting financial education as soon as he whether can he learn wants to count, it or not. I'm sure. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like I think slow age appropriate, you know, ways of t- thinking and talking about yeah. money. And let me know in the comments down below what stock you think I should buy my son so yeah. that he can grow up and <laughs> and learn the basics of, of stock. Disney Disney is a very good one. It's a good one because it's like kid it's it's like kid oriented. Like that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't know, Tonka watch, for like his trucks. I don't or know something? if Tonka's a public like company. Fisher Price. I don't know. Maybe. Look but you it. want it to be a good stock too. Don't just like buy it for the name. Or yeah, ma- buy, maybe buy maybe it. it's a lesson if it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if it tanks, you're like, well, that's the stock <laughs> just market. Just imagine like a sobbing five year old, like, well, that's the market, kid. Like, <laughs> my birthday money. <laughs> yeah. No, but but yeah, let me know what you think. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. Um, but you can vote on it. You can do a poll or something. Yeah, your yeah, that'd be funny. Tab. Um, last question, En two P. Would she consider, so you, doing more YouTube videos? I know this is your primary channel, but turning it into a couple's channel would be cool. I don't know. So That's really nice. Yeah, that is nice. Thank he you. doesn't even know me, and he's like, hmm, that'd be nice to see more of her, even though I don't know her. So here's the thing. I love having the channel focus on him. If we ever did anything, first of all, it would be separate. Yeah, I think um, it would be a separate, a separate channel, if anything. But, like, because I... I like even this, like this, this, some people, this, you know, this is fun. I enjoy doing it. I'm pointing it out there because I like doing this kind of stuff. And that's kind of the the core of it. Um, I know there are some people who are going to be like, Richard, we don't care. <laughs> and that's, yeah, which is and hey, you know what? That's great. Like sometimes I don't care to share. So that, that's it. like, I know the transaction going on here. Yeah. People are here for, for investing. People are here for, stuff. yeah, for your party pooping and your party pooping only. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, and I kind of like that. Um, I like having that degree of separation where I'm not putting myself on the internet all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have my own friend group. I have a personal life. 
that's separate. And I think I can't imagine having that stuff publicized all the time. Like it's not to, to diss anyone who does that. It's just in terms of like people are mean online. Yeah. People <laughs> do be mean. You know, I want to be able to sleep at night and not like thinking about the thousands of comments people are saying about like what my house looks like and, and yeah. stuff like that. You know, yeah. like, like the thing I like about, you know, focusing on investing is, is there's that degree of separation, right? You yeah. can insult, you can not agree or whatever, but we're talking about finance. It's not. It's the content you're yeah. insulting or typically. Yeah. Like not, not the not person many, per yeah, se. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. But uh, yeah. So anyway, Bagel this channel will boy. always be focused on, on investing. Uh, you've done a bit of streaming. Yeah. Uh, so I stuff. do have a Twitch channel. Yeah. I, I hasn't been active in 84 years, but um more yeah, hasn't been active. <laughs> yeah, hasn't been active in in quite some time. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. Like Richard and I used to play League of Legends on there, and that's our pastime, though. That's so yeah. that and board games are actually our, our yeah big things. Yeah, that, uh, but all all that to say, just uh, if we did something, it would be separate, and I think it would be something more like this, more like a podcast than. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing then too, like, like family vlogging too. <laughs> like, yeah like, so, and that would be like on me to, yeah, to like work on and produce um, which would be fine yeah. Um, but yeah I don't see us like delving into vlogging or anything because frankly our lives just aren't interesting like we don't do yeah. things and and, hey you know what that's fine like we, we live in Canada it's not the most exciting place in the world and yeah we literally we like live it. in Ottawa like, <laughs> it's like known as the boring city of Canada yeah like, it's funny when all the like convoy stuff was happening oh God, here yeah. like there were people like with a hashtag like make Ottawa boring again uh, yeah and it exactly. was quite funny yeah um anyway so yeah if uh people were like this kind of content do let me know but of course we will keep the channel focused on financial education but I'm interested interested to hear if people liked this kind of more laid back and I guess more personal yeah. Uh, type of content and uh, if you would ever like to see more we can always look into doing something, something. on the side but yeah, uh, yeah the plain bagel will always be more a... of Richard's glowing personality because it is quite lovely I think thank you that's so nice what a nice <laughs> note to end on um, so yeah thank you for joining us for this more kind of personal podcast talking about our personal situation and like I said giving that kind of peek behind the curtain that I don't always do I kind of put up this uh, you know channel always focused on finance and stuff yeah. but this was fun i yeah. like doing this and it was a good chance to test everything out so thank yeah, you for, for sure. joining me my wife thanks <laughs> yeah uh guys thank you for joining us joining us as well and we'll see you in the next podcast episode until then be safe out there bye bye a final thanks to noah for sponsoring this episode and your final reminder to use code bagel for a seven day free trial and 37 percent off the annual subscription fee thanks for watching